Just two girls. Hi, and welcome to another or first episode of Just Two Blank Girls. I'm Karen Gazellian. Amelia Williams. And I am Kelly Albrecht. Welcome, everyone. We're excited to have you all here listening. <laughs> so, the first question let's just jump right into it. Uh, let's just go around the room and get right into the nitty gritty. Yeah, that's. That's the idiom uh, of a sexual assault and rape. Or let's start with the definition. What is your definition of rape and or assault, Kelly? Ooh. Or Amelia? I would say my definition is anything that is unwanted or hasn't been, you haven't given consent for. So, I mean, obviously that is kind of an umbrella and can like mean a lot of different things from like inappropriate or unwanted touching to actual like penetration but anything that you haven't agreed upon um and you're uh, being forced to be subject to mm-hmm. um yeah same it's pretty much just something against your will i would say a sexual act mm-hmm. yeah i would say i would say um non involuntary sexual exchange of any sort. Um, so in that realm, would you say, with your definition, that if you have been raped and or sexually assaulted? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I have. Based on my definition... I'd say what has experienced to me has felt gray area, but based off the Webster's Dictionary definition, yes, I definitely have. It's like an important distinction, too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's gray area. Yeah. What's, um, do you want to, guys want to explain what gray area is to you or just in general? For me, in my experience, I think a lot of the gray area stuff has to do with maybe we gave consent, but we were. We, I don't know why I'm speaking in the plural, but for me personally, um, situations where perhaps I gave consent, but I felt like that was my only option. Um, I didn't feel comfortable saying no, um, or you know I was under the influence of something um, like alcohol, whatever it may be. I think that can create a gray area for people, and I understand the confusion that that might create for not only victims but also you know, men out there who are, and women who are trying to, like, do things right. Um, but I think that's why we're having discussions like this today. Yeah. What about for you? What was the question again? Gray area? <coughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what was the concept? <laughs> I don't remember what the question was. What is gray area? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's what most girls experience in college from their from 18 to 22 uh when you're surrounded by drugs and alcohol and uh the culture of college which kind of seems to be implied that it's kind of okay to be getting wasted and sleeping around Mm -hmm. which i'm not against that because i don't really care what people do with their bodies if that's what they want to be doing but um it kind of is just 
it seems like girls have been tricked into thinking it's okay for guys to take them home blacked out and have sex with them or you know trick them into doing sexual sexual acts and like that's part of the one definition that I read about rape that was the most interesting to me is the um, keyword of coercion mm-hmm. which is basically a guy talking you into it even if you don't want to mm-hmm. so that's kind of like a big buzz or just a highlighted word that people I think need to be more aware of yeah yeah because the time to like, get out of the gray area yeah like when I've said you know said yes even though I didn't necessarily want to like inherently mm-hmm. I coercion is exactly what I was experiencing in those situations it's what I experienced in most situations <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say it's been mostly coercion and then partly the gray area of I was too drunk to know how it happened maybe exactly the definition of rape but at the time (laughs) (laughs) but at the time I didn't know like for a long time I just put the blame on like oh I was just too drunk it's not rape but technically speaking by Webster's Dictionary most likely. Yeah. And I think like a pretty important thing that has to do just with for sex in general is if if a guy has to ask for it, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Like I feel like you should just feel in the moment and of course ask like is this okay or you know whatever, but yeah. like if you're if they're trying to talk someone into it, it's just that's just like a that should be the a red, red flag. flag. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. Once a guy, I mean, obviously at an older age, it's like, you know, I'm dating, I'm single. And if a guy is asking me more than once to do something, I'm like, ugh. I'm like so put off because it's like if you don't read my body language and realize that I don't want to be doing this, then you have issues and you're not respectful to me at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. Didn't we have – I remember one of you guys had shared a statistic recently about how many women – like, or what, you know, four out of five or something. One out of three women. One out of three. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> so that would make, in this room, well, yeah. three out of three. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 100% yeah. of women. And 100 and, and I could <laughs> probably, like, being that I was in Greek life, I can safely say most of my sorority sisters probably experienced the same things as me, but will never... Uh, speak up about it Mm -hmm. and might not even like view it as rape because yeah I mean part of it for me like it's it's a scary territory to enter when you finally commit to the r word for an experience you've had Mm -hmm. so a lot of times like I think that those numbers might not necessarily be like fully representative because of like the internalized misogyny and I don't know Kind of culture of victim blaming and like protecting men and perpetrators yeah. that we have that uh, a lot of people who have had those experiences don't ever say anything about it or even necessarily view it like that which is interesting uh i found the statistics on uh according to the center of disease control and prevention uh rape is severely underreported crime with surveys showing dark figures up to 91.6 percent of going unreported yeah that like gave me so many chills. Whoa! I didn't think it was gonna be I mean, close to a hundred. Well, think about it. A hundred percent of the people in this room never yeah. reported our crimes. Nor True. would I. I would have been 
I would never. I wouldn't even say the person's name now. And that's, I think, crazy. Yeah. I recently had to write a resentment list. And the first person on my list was this guy. Uh, in particular from one really weird night where I don't even remember. I remember meeting this person, having a drink, and then waking up to being in the middle of the act and then falling asleep, waking up and going, I'm going to throw up. And he was trying to lead me to the bathroom, but it was too late. I just puked in the middle of the bed like a classy lady. Well deserved middle of the bed. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, vomit. he deserves far worse than that. But I'm glad that yeah I puked on him. Yeah, for his belongings. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. What did you have to have any interaction with him after that? Like, uh, was he someone in the friend group, or did you have to like run into him? We were regulars at the same bar. I later found out, so I would see him frequently, and I saw him like maybe a week after the incident. And I remember going up to him and going. I don't remember us having sex. But at that point, it didn't register as anything. Just me trying to be like, ha ha, I don't remember us having sex. And then he, like, nervously asked, did I, did I rape you? And I, I was just like, uh, I guess? Yeah. I mean, if, what do you say? I don't know. Go there. Yeah, sir, you did. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was more confident and being like, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, but it's scarier. It's easier said than done. Yeah. For sure. Which, you know, leads us to the follow, like the question of why so many women are afraid of like talking about or putting the blame on the other person and internalizing that instead. Like for me, that was, I thought it was just me being too drunk and not taking the right precaution for a long time. Yeah, well, actually, well, one thing I would say is like women definitely, I think, take on a lot of responsibility for other people's actions because I think... I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think we're a lot stronger and uh, we can almost handle it better than men. And on that, I was actually talking to someone extensively last night about just like differences between men and women and things like that. And he was saying that um, men will never, ever, ever uh, take full responsibility of their actions, even when they know that it's right and or or that they actually did do something. Like when they break up with you or hurt you, they put everything on you because the idea of them being bad or having the guilt is like so daunting to them that they just like have tricked themselves into thinking they've, they're always the kind of the, the victimized party. Wow. And then, and it was just interesting because, you know, I'd gone through a breakup and I felt like I had lost my mind. Um, anyway. So him saying this, A, made me feel better, but B, it was just interesting because it's like, I mean, when my experience happened, it was very similar, really drunk. I liked the guy, so it felt okay, but like I went back to his house, passed out, and then woke up, you know, when I came to at like three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning, I just like opened my eyes and there was a guy having sex on top of me. And it was just like this weird moment of like, well, I mean, I did want to hook up with him, so I guess this is okay. And also just wanting it to get be over yeah. and just kind of waiting for it to end. And I still have, like, that uh, like that view in my, like, memory of when I opened my mm-hmm. eyes and just seeing, like, red twinkle lights around the oh. room and him on top. And just, like, that whole, you know, like, oh, I still God. have that image burned in my brain. Yeah. 
And, but I was in Greek life and, or, or I'm sorry, this was actually before I was in Greek life. Um, but he, we were both in Greek life the next year. So I obviously saw him everywhere, but he had a girlfriend by that time who was this very like preppy girl. And so it just, I don't know. And at the time I really didn't think about it as a hor- as to be this horrible act that I realize now. So I think it's part of like why I didn't speak up. But even if I did realize that, I wouldn't have said anything because, I mean, like I stated before, like the college culture like creates a very toxic environment for young adults. And though I think some of it's important, a lot of it like uh, molds your minds into thinking that what these things that happen to you are okay when they're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And Greek life is a very contentious environment. And it's like, I mean, not that I'm proud that I was part of it by any means at this point in my life, but I did not want to rock the boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's so pathetic to me. But when you're young and you're a girl and you don't really know how people are going to have your back, then you just don't have that voice to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you brought up like an interesting point on you know, perpetrators or or men in general, like not taking blame. And I think it's really interesting. I was reading something that pointed out something that I had not even thought of before. That when we're talking about like statistics of rape, we always talk about the number of women raped as opposed to the the number of men men who who raped raped people. Oh, So the way we even talk about it. Yeah. I mean, language very much is like a reflection of our our mindset, our worldview, but it also continues to continues to like yeah. perpetually shape the way we see the world. So if we continue to think of women as the focus of the, you know, as being the victims, that dis- that completely like disconnects men from the equation entirely. Yeah. So they're able to kind of like disconnect themselves from the act, mm-hmm. which is like fucked up. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty and dangerous. Point. Yeah. I mean, it, it absolutely makes sense why it's an epidemic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, based from what you said earlier, uh, that image that you still have in your brain, like, that's same thing. Yeah. Some exact description, similar, I guess, where you just come to in the middle of, like, whatever's happening to, like, somebody having sex with you. And, yeah. Like, and having no recollection asleep. of getting to that place is same. definitely the scariest part. Yeah. Being like, I didn't even know I was here, and now there's a guy yeah. on top of me. Yeah. Like, that's that's jarring. But yeah. it's, it's just weird how you kind of, like, I don't know. And it's funny, like, on the opposite end, like, when I was in college, very similar experience happened to another girl in my sorority, and like you're saying that it's put onto women when it came out that her and this guy had slept together and she was like he raped me like that was sexual assault we all were like oh well she has a boyfriend so she's just trying to victimize herself so that he looks bad when really it was her and I was part of that I was on the bandwagon and was like because I was super close with him and so I will say I had his back before I had hers which is again, like, just product of your environment and just, like, what surrounds you and, like, thinking, like, well, he wouldn't... And, you know, I did know him on a very personal level. He lived with my boyfriend, so I did... I never saw that in him. But then a few years later, um, we were wasted at a party at his house, and not that he got overly aggressive with me, but I kind of saw 
the the drunk side where he would pro- possibly cross a line. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like I didn't have her back then when I should have. And no one did. Like it, we all just took his side like blindly. And we were like, well, she's just a crazy bitch. And like mm-hmm. now it's like, kills me that I would ever not take her side but it that's just again it's like how it was and it's just crazy yeah that's society brainwashing yeah what was your experience like Kels yeah Ooh. so um one experience that I can think of it's it's eerily similar to your guys's um so interesting like good kid I'm doing air quotes, not that anyone can see me doing that, but, like, good kid from um, my high school. I'd known him since middle school. Like, came from a respectful family. He was, like, really handsome, and he and I were friends. He, you know, was friends with the guy I dated in high school, so I had known him, and he lived in my neighborhood. Um, And, uh, yeah, like, kind of like what Amelia's saying, like, if I had hooked up with him of my own volition... Like, that would have been cool, but that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I kind of woke up in the middle of it, but really found out, for the most part, what had happened um, by my roommate, like, my sweet mate in my, in my dorm. And uh, long story short, how I found out about it really was he was dating this girl in, like, um, a rival sorority, and I'm sure you know how that goes, Amelia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved, loved. Yeah, I was such a fucking cunt. I was too, man. It was so fun. No, I'm just kidding. It was fun at the time. It was fun. <laughs> it was super fun to like bond with people over hating other yeah. people. That's I why. Was, that's how women bond in yeah. college. <laughs> Disclaimer: I was not in grief life. <laughs> I was not a cunt. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> But he was walking with this girl who also lived in my dorm, and um, my sweet mate just happened to be, like, the front desk girl at our dorm, like, our all-girls dorm. And she overheard um, this girl saying, oh, that's that's Kelly, there's your tridolt that you fucked. And uh, my, my sweet mate, you know, said, did you and, um, why am I protecting his name? I don't know. Did, did you and Sam... Um, that's a fake name. Sleep together, <laughs> and and I was like, uh, kind of didn't know. I I hadn't drank in high school, and this was like the first couple of weeks of college, so I yeah. didn't really understand like limits on that. I had been taking like cold medication too, which um, you know doubly affected my inebriation, and so I was like putting together pieces. And anyway, um, I was at least had the wherewithal to like message that girl and be like, hey. I heard something you were saying about me and I, I just want you to know like I didn't know that that happened until after the fact I was very drunk that's not something I wanted to do and I'd appreciate if you could like respect my privacy um at which point I guess she good for her had a conversation with Sam mm-hmm. and broke things off with him which I thought was pretty cool yeah, yeah. um but he called me screaming at me um, again, never said the R word because, of course, we have to protect uh, the perpetrators. Yeah. Never said the R word, but I had kind of this, like, angry village of his fraternity brothers, all of which were kids that I had gone to middle school and high school with, Jesus. who were calling me, um, texting me, like, girl who cried rape. Again, never said the R word, but even so, like, even yeah. if I had, yeah, fuck okay. off. Like, I, I had... Um, 
a cousin who was in my class and she and I had had like a little bit of a falling out earlier and she and her boyfriend would like call and say hey no one likes you anymore like you should oh just go God. run into run into in front of a, a car run out <laughs> in the road like the backlash that ensued for me just telling this one girl hey look out it kind of reminds me of like the Harvey Weinstein shit because like people were so scared to say anything because of you know the power dynamic and just not wanting yeah. to get caught up in it because you kind of get squashed even if you throw your hand up and say hey that wasn't okay and sometimes too it's like and not that it makes it okay but we're very uh it's like for me in situations like that or even if I see that things are wrong I just don't want to get involved in a whole mess so it's like I'd rather keep quiet than have to deal with like the aftermath of Mm -hmm. things which isn't like it, it's better to obviously deal with it even if it's going to cause like a domino effect but like yeah I think that's also partially why people don't like to speak yeah. up it's very traumatic for me the aftermath was actually way more traumatic than the act itself yeah um which we need to change as a society yeah yeah um and we can't you know people will kind of I had a therapist once you know, say, well, you need to say something about this or this is going to happen to other people. And again, that made me feel like I was carrying the blame for this man's actions. Yeah. Um, but we also have to keep in mind that we still, even though we're getting better about this, we still don't, like, have a really safe environment for people to be outspoken about it. You have to be, like, pretty gutsy. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of crazy to think that, like... And I don't know how to state this in a way that doesn't sound insensitive or just weird. But, like, rape is is heavy. Like, it's definitely a heavy topic of conversation. But the other side of that is, like, it happens to so many people that it's basically just a common issue. So, like, it shouldn't feel as weighted down of a thing I feel like as it does because it's like this happens on a regular basis and like I definitely think there's like uh like you know the the situations vary in in worse to like not as bad I will say and though I'm like because I'm not gonna I'm not emotionally scarred by what happened to me Mm -hmm. I just know that it was wrong and I know to avoid situations like that in the future like that's kind of what I took from it it didn't affect me for the rest of my life. I don't not trust men based off of that. I don't have weird sexual issues. Like, it, it, I was fortunate to not deal with, like, aftermath of trauma. Yeah. But it's also, like, it, I don't know. It's just weird. I'm not saying that it's a light situation, but I think there needs to be a way to lighten it because we need to talk about it more often and because it's such a popular, like, a, like, a big issue. A big occurrence that it happens. And I think when we, like, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this. No, that, like, <laughs> no, that the, the fact that there's yeah. other people kind of allows you to feel solidarity, at mm-hmm. which point, like, the weight of being alone in a situation is lifted. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of, like, we the main reason we're doing this. We should start a website about that. <laughs> yeah, we should. We I mean, should that's... call it just, like, what, like, two, two, <laughs> two blank girls? <laughs> But I like that you mentioned that because not only for website sake, but it's just <laughs> there's just so many other issues that I can think of that have the same heaviness to it, but so many people have or gone through it. Like I could say I felt 
even though I also didn't feel like any like backlash or whatever you want to call it after that incident like I didn't feel any traumatic effect from it but there's a lot of other stuff that I didn't feel comfortable talking about like being depressed or mm-hmm. and I think like we're moving away from the conversation but being depressed or alcoholism those were things I did really feel embarrassed feeling which is yeah a reminder like these things happen people go through this mm-hmm. and it's just rape should be one of those things too the yeah. action shouldn't be normalized but to be a victim of it you should be you should feel normalized in like yeah. being a human who's had to go through this and you're not alone yeah yeah Exactly. And like, what? don't take any of these things out of context. <laughs> <laughs> we are not saying rape is okay. <laughs> We're <laughs> saying let's flip the coin and blame the actual perpetrators yeah, exactly. rather than victimizing women and making yeah. it our fault for and drinking not, too much. Or, or not even fault, but making us these, like, broken, um, I think, broken victims. Yes. You know, I yeah. think that's more of what it is. I'm not broken from the situation, but it wasn't okay. Like... I'm not, like, this endlessly damaged girl from that. I'll, I'll tell you the list of things that I am endlessly <laughs> damaged from. Yep. But. <laughs> that's for- we should start a podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, that experience for me personally was not something that um, was, you know, yeah. a long-term effect. But I think, obviously, it seeps in in different ways. And for other people, it is. And yeah, and that's okay, to, too. Yeah, exactly. And for... For you to be able to talk about that is just important without people being like, ooh, like, you know, it's like they make you feel like you're the shitty slut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you feel scandalized. scandalized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess uh, in that respect, age Mm -hmm. is a big thing. Like, it happens at every age, Mm -hmm. which is terrifying. Mm -hmm. I want to say, luckily... That's not a great word, but it happened. It sounds like it happened to us when we were older. I was pretty, I was 18. Yeah, yeah 18 I was 20-something. Yeah. 23, 22. Yeah. But then there's, I should have done my research on this, but what is the age difference in the statistics on rape, women who are raped? Mm-hmm. I, uh, what do you mean? I think it happens the most in college. Got it. That's um, what I wanted just to Just like, I, I'm, this is just my assumption, but like, especially like I mentioned, it's, you know, alcohol culture and just partying and drugs and yeah. all of that stuff. And also you're, it's, you're young, your hormones are like through the roof. You have all of this freedom because you're not in your parents' basement. Like there's more freedom for these things to, to happen. And so I think that's, you know, I mean, I still think like twenties too, I would say, because, you know, that's also like a time when you're drinking a lot and you're living on your own for the first time and drinking away your problems. And, uh, but, it, you know. Karen, did you? I, I looked it up, yeah. So younger people that are at highest risk, risk sorry, of sexual violence, 15% aged 12 to 17, 54% Amelia, 18 to 34, hmm. 28% 35 to 64, 3% 65 and up. And this is according to the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Yeah, so 18 to 34. Yeah. I think More than half. I do want to share something that I think is like an interesting point that I was just reminded of when we're looking at these kind of age breakdowns. Mm Because we have to remember, too, that rape, the vast majority of the time, rape or sexual assault happens by someone that you know 
Like, it's not, you know, the kind of old tale of someone jumping out of the bushes. Well, of course, that's that's happened, yeah. and that's yeah. doubly well, horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting, too, to think of, like, the power dynamic of rape and how that is sometimes used in relationships, too. Marriages, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have a friend who was just, you know, violently assaulted by their fiancé, and um, part of that, towards the end of, like, this kind of violent outlash um turned into like a rape scenario and it's like you know let's just kind of go there like how in the world does that turn sexual for someone like and that's what reminded me like this is a power dynamic thing Mm -hmm. too it's not just men not being able to like you know cool down their raging loins it's like a power thing it's like an ability to maintain power over some some someone yeah. that you're kind of, they're like slipping through your fingers or whatever it may be or you're trying to like maintain like an alpha status um and that's a huge dynamic of it i think that needs to be remembered yeah i mean that's like the major <laughs> thing in hollywood the major thing with harvey weinstein yeah. the major thing with terry richardson the major like with all of these guys and it's you know it's I would first I would like to give one disclaimer. We had this topic for this podcast before all of this stuff came out. <laughs> we <laughs> so did. So this was a an unfortunate trend forecasting that we did very well, <laughs> but it's crazy how quickly it aligned with what's actually going on. Yeah. Um because, you know, it's things that we had talked about amongst our friends and especially the three of us, like extensively about how common it is, and now it's like completely can even with Bill Cosby and like all of that which that creeps me out the most because it was premeditated and I think there's I I don't know I think there's definitely like some people that actually are sick and um are again products of their environment and I think like I mean that would lie more with like the the child molestation and pedophilia and things like that and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying by any means do they get off the hook but I think Mm -hmm. there's like there is, like, some people who are sick. There are some people that use the power dynamic. There are some people that are just, like, fucked up in the head and, like, whatever. And they're, But whatever. But with Harvey Weinstein and, like, a, like you know, a lot of white men in power, they it happens so much more than, like, it's talked about. Like, yeah. and it's... It was almost shocking that it was shocking about Harvey. It's That's like such a good way to say it. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like it's like I looked at one picture of him, like or saw him in Entourage, like as at a, in a as a cameo, like or maybe it was someone playing him. But either way, it was just like you look at him and I'm like, he looks like a fucking scumbag rapist. Like he looks like one. Like he, has he, he is. Yeah, he yeah. has like the exact visual of what I would picture someone like him to be. Like. And it's just like the and he, but the thing is, is he would prey on young actresses trying to come up in their career, yeah. and that doesn't like I don't know. It's hard. Like with them, it's I, well, I don't I don't know how many older women that he assaulted either, but yeah, it's just it's just so nasty that he would do that and use his power against that. And he has mm-hmm. like a fucking hot ass banging wife. <laughs> or now ex-wife, but it's like, what are you, like, you're purely doing this for Mm -hmm. power. And is he in jail for this? 
No. Oh, no, he's not. He's in rehab for sexual addiction. I, yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. And that's actually, like, really offensive to people who do have sexual addiction because then it also makes that, like, it makes that into, like, more and of minimizes a... minimizes oh, it. Yeah, yeah, like an excuse to get out of something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it also makes people, maybe who have sexual addiction that, like, don't rape people all seem like Harvey Weinstein monsters. Yeah. 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 It can be presented in... In different in ways. All different ways. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, someone who's an alcoholic who kills people when they're drunk. Yeah. That doesn't mean, like, all alcoholics kill killers. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I mean, what really bothers me besides all of this is the people that knew and didn't do anything about it, that had heard rumors and well, are he, just he, such fucking pussies to, yeah. like, worry Quentin Tarantino's on the list and fuck all his films, to be honest. It's, yeah. It's dynamic. I'm not making excuses for anyone, but it... when And Woody like, Allen... I mean, (laughs) well, he's good company for Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're such creeps, dude. Yeah. They're such creeps. Yeah. No, I I read a few of the like op-eds and the the essays that some of the victims um, came out. And it was interesting because like um, I read Lupita's Mm -hmm. and he started it pretty early, like when she was in college still. And he would he went to go see her. I think in a play or something like that, or maybe it was a movie. I don't really remember. But he went to go see her work, and then they had dinners and this and that. But, like, it was interesting because she, like, says in the essay, like, each time she, like, felt. She said he was very charming and, you know, like, personable and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then she would feel the, like, that line being crossed. And then it would get weird. And even with a person who was aware of like this shadiness and I think she even like almost experienced something but like got herself out of it I think she had went to his room and she was and he offered to massage her and she's like no I want to be in control so I massaged him and because I didn't know what to do and I was uncomfortable and like all this stuff and it's like crazy because she I mean because he like was literally would lock women in the rooms and rape them so it's like that's kind of how I would approach it it's like you're kind of just like okay what's the least like like jaunting way I don't know if that's the word but something that's not going to rock the boat too much to not tip him off to not you know let him know that you're scared because then he'll attack like because that's a big thing with women too it's like sometimes you're in that situation and it's like you know something's about to happen but you don't know how to exit gracefully because if you poke the 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 sleeping lion or tiger or whatever like then it gets worse so it's like but she did still meet with him plenty of times, but she said she was like, I just said to myself, I'll never work with him, mm-hmm. like, no matter how many times. But, yeah, it's crazy, like, just, like, but because he was so powerful, it's like, she couldn't even, like, she didn't even feel comfortable saying no to the meetings and being like, well, I guess I have to go, you know? And yeah. it's just like, you shouldn't feel that way. Mm-mm. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't think we should, like, ever and I'm not supposing that you should say that I'm saying as a society like in the Harvey case we shouldn't like blame women for not no I think it's a matter and probably Karen this is what you're intending too is like the the men who like kind of aided in keeping it quiet yeah 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 Yeah. that like would pay help to pay the the women off so that they wouldn't come forward like yeah they're almost the worst part of it yeah it's like Harvey Weinstein's lawyer should have turned to him and said, hey, maybe don't rape women, 
and we won't have to pay people off. We don't like, have to settle over and over. Or you need to go to jail. <laughs> like maybe also, that should have been the conversation. A yeah, hey, not pay Rose taking McGowan back a million pussies. Dollars. Let's call them pricks. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Pussies yeah. are beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I love my vagina. Pricks. I'm not. <laughs> I love my vagina for that record. No, it's <laughs> a really, it's a really good illustration and like the way that we blame women too. Like yeah. When we, when yeah. We call people like not brave or afraid. We call them pussies. Yeah. We're, yeah. Call, we're calling them pricks from here on out. Yeah. Got it's it. True. Fuckers. Pricks. <laughs> yeah man I don't know it's Heavy horrible shit. but you were mentioning about your friend and her fiance I have very close family members who I didn't know until recently she was also raped in marriage for a long time Wow. and it makes me sick to my stomach talking about it and thinking about it so mm-hmm. I tried to avoid it but you talking about it earlier was definitely a, a huge trigger. Yeah. yeah, that it's not just the random guy at the bar that you need to always worry about. It's sometimes yes. someone that, you know, you're close with. And then that's almost, that's even harder to come out about because especially in those situations, it's like once you're in love with a person, it is very hard to want to make them the bad person and you Mm. want to justify your feelings for them and you want to like, because then it feels like, how did I let myself fall in love with a person like this? So you want to be like, no, that's, it was just that one time. Like they just, and I mean, I could, I've like, my boyfriend in college kind of did that with me and like I didn't, I honestly still don't even know if it was considered rape like because we were boyfriend and girlfriend so I was like well he's allowed to do that but like basically like one time we were talking about having anal and I was like I don't know if I want to try that like I'm like terrified that it's gonna hurt and blah blah and he's like what do you mean we do it all the time and I was like what and he's like yeah I've done it like we've done it so many times when you're like drunk and I had I literally had zero recollection of ever doing it. Holy fuck. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing. It's nervous. No, no, I know. And, like, I honestly, like, even now I'm like, was that wrong? And it it was, but, like, but I'm, but because it was like, well, but I was in love with him. I spent every night, like, and we had outside of this whatever, like, we had a good relationship, you know, other than the, college drama but like he was a real boyfriend he wasn't just like this guy that I was fucking like he was my boyfriend like you know and so that is a very interesting point it's like I wouldn't have I still don't even see that in my mind as something Mm -hmm. bad that he did because that was a person that cared about me Mm -hmm. and man it's it's actually a pretty big epiphany (laughs) Right now, just thinking about it, because I think about women who are in domestic violent, uh, like, is that what it is? Yeah, domestic Domestic violence, violence. um, or that experience that, and, like, I think about, I mean, I know friends that, like, or I had a close friend growing up who, like, um, her father molested her her whole life, but she still talks to him, and it's, like, it really is interesting, because I literally until this very moment have always been, like, how could you talk to that person? How could you look at that person? How could you ever like give have them give them any sort of respect ever again but then it's like 
you realize that it is like it's a weird mindset mm-hmm. and you want to you want to give that person more credit than you should yeah you want to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. because it's like a ref- reflection like you were saying it's a reflection yeah you of feel you. like it's a reflection of you and it like if it's scary to speak up about a stranger yeah think, think how about... much scarier that is and how much like more that makes waves with someone who is in your family like that can completely change like a family dynamic yeah or friends and uh, you know it's it's like a whole nother topic but I just really like do want to stress like college is a very difficult it's a very fun time but it is like this very like the social scene of that it's Mm -hmm. like I was never gonna like out him like no because I would lose my entire uh, social life. I would have yeah. had no friends. I would have no one to hang out with. And like, again, at the time I didn't see it as wrong at all. So it wasn't like I was like sitting there, like feeling silenced about the situation at the time. But like, it's really just like, I, and same with a lot of my friends that went through all of those things. Like there was no way they would out them because they didn't want to lose this social status in college and it it feels meaningless when you're out of it but when you're in it that's your entire life that you're surrounded by and yeah it's your world same like a family situation yeah Yeah. like once you're out of that yeah i mean it's i can understand why people don't talk about it i can too and it's important again like we need to focus on the perpetrators not blaming the victims or like telling people how they need to act in like the wake of them being the victim to any type of, you know, violence or, or sexual assault. Um, and I think, like, if you're listening and you're, like, a mother or you're going to be a mother one day and you have sons, like, the important thing here is not just is to not just teach them, hey, don't rape girls when you go to the bars, but, like, also just... Respect women. Respect women. <laughs> yeah. They're your peers, yeah. you know? Like, let's... Get them a cat. <laughs> yeah. Get I them re- a cat, I literally man. think... Boys that grow up with cats <laughs> just have much different. <laughs> we need to find research on this because there's I probably love that. well, they're definitely more sensitive. I think when they grow up with animals, I think there's yeah. like something that definitely sensitizes them because they like have more of a caring spirit. Again, yeah. this is just based off of my own observation <laughs> observations, <laughs> but no, I think it's good. Like we need to teach our sons. We need to reward our sons for being sensitive we need instead yeah. of just rewarding them for being athletic or being good at math or whatever the fuck like we my little cousin keith he goes to school in san francisco at this like progressive as fuck school yeah but he's a really good athlete um he plays rugby he's like a strong just a little dude but he they have awards in their school not for like most athletic or you know whatever mm-hmm. they have like sensitivity awards whoa oh yeah that's very now yeah and i was like so keith like his the feather in his cap is not that he's like good at rugby is that he was voted most sensitive in his grade yeah and like it sounds cheesy and people are in you know who are listening to this in like the middle part of the united states especially i can say that because i'm from kansas are probably like (laughs) eye rolling hard at that but like seriously (laughs) like if we reward if we reward kelly children (laughs) for or excuse me, if we reward female children um, for being sensitive or caring, I think that the same focus needs to be on boys as well. Yeah, yeah well, that, um, I mean, we I touched upon this in the anxiety and depression um, pod episode, which 
might be before or after this, depending on when we post it. But um, <laughs> I we had read that article about how girls have more anxiety because of the way that we're raised. Because mm. we're raised to be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. But boys are raised to just get up and dust yourself off. And yeah. so it's the same thing like you're saying. Like, boys need to be raised as sensitive as women. And si- girls need to be raised as tough as men oh, are boys. Dude. Like, yeah. we need to be on a fucking even level playing field because we can we're all human we all start out the same so we can all end up the same like it's just like like obviously like there are inherent things that like are different between the wiring of men and women but it's also mostly culture and society based yeah. Yeah. Like socialization we, yeah, yeah it's like there's something like hormonally things will affect us differently and that's what we can't change but like you can change the way you're surrounded and you know like I grew up with like my very close friends that were boys when I was little like they were taught to be like I don't know just I don't want to say girly because that's like going against what we're trying to say but like they were taught to be sensitive and like Mm -hmm. they were like what I knew growing up and then like going to, like, elementary school, middle school, and whatever, and, like, meeting these other boys. I'm like, oh, like, not every boy is just supposed to be nice to little girls. Like, you're allowed to, like, be mean to me. Like, because I don't know. Hmm. It's just so – it's not hard to do. Yeah. Teach them art, music, and get them a kitten. Yeah. Yeah. Great <laughs> advice. Joni Mitchell. Your sons need to listen to Joni Mitchell. <laughs> yes. And, honestly, it – helps them with the ladies later in life anyway more yeah. sensitive guys are always getting Fuck laid yeah look at, look at what john need in your 20s yeah. he gets fucked right and left yeah. Yeah. i don't know he like lives in montana now maybe it's a better he's such level. a douchebag too yeah but i love him uh if you know anyone that has experienced this and uh found an interesting way to cope with it or uh found a silver lining in the situation we would love to hear from you um, you can go to our comments section <laughs> and add a comment. <laughs> yeah, let uh, us know. Yeah, we want to hear your stories, and we think the more women that come out um, with just come out on top, uh, it will help empower others to feel more comfortable talking about their experiences so we can end rape culture yeah. mm-hmm. once and for all. Yeah, let's start a domino effect where we just make it easier to talk about and hopefully eventually get to the end of this. And until then, not fucking shut up about it. Yeah. Exactly. And, and talk about it with your friends. If you don't feel, you know, pick one friend that you feel comfortable with and tell her the story and someone that you know know will be discreet. And I can guarantee if you're running in the same circle, you probably have had similar experiences and then you'll both feel more confident to talk about it with other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a therapist, or if you want to write it anonymously, we're open to submissions. So you can send us your own personal essay on how what that was like, because writing is also very therapeutic. And just write it all out. Let us know. We mm-hmm. would love to hear your story. Two Blank Girls also features um, op-eds, poetry, short stories, anything that you would ever want to submit. Um, hit us up. We'd like to hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're just two two blank blank girls. girls.